It was about five in the morning when my beeper went off. It was Saturday, it was early May, I was on call. Our rescue season had just kind of kicked off. I was a pararescue man with 210th Rescue Squadron. I was on local alert, search and rescue alert for the state of Alaska. I called in to the rescue coordination center. I said, what's going on? He said, we have a beacon going off on Mount Marcus Baker. Come on in, you guys have launch authority. So at that moment, I was on Mount Marcus Baker. <laughs> I had flown in the day before with a friend of mine and we were planning on climbing the peak. And when we landed, we did a radio check with the radios that we were planning to use for communication. Pro tip, you should check your gear before you fly on because the radios didn't work. So as our pilot was getting ready to take off, he like rummaged around in the back of his plane and pulled out this beacon and handed it to me and said, here you go, don't turn this on unless one of you is dying. And I thought, well, I'm not gonna need that. So I put it in my duffel and forgot about it. So the team assembled, we were loading up, we got out to the aircraft. We sent one aircraft, a C-130 cargo plane, launched it out early to kind of pinpoint the location uh, so we could fly out with a helicopter. The weather was absolute crap. The C-130 could go out there, get on top of the weather, directly pinpoint where the location was on Marcus Baker. Uh, we flew out, my team and I assembled, we got in the helicopter and tried to fly directly to Marcus Baker. The weather was so awful, we ended up having to fly down through Portage and then come up the backside. If you don't know where Marcus Baker is, it's up the Kinnick Glacier. It's the highest peak in the Chugach. Uh, so it's pretty far up there. So we fly up through Prince William Sound. Again, it's really crappy weather. We're flying in a helicopter up the Harvard Glacier at 50 feet and 50 knots, which if you've been in a helicopter, that's really bad. It's not the best situation to be in. Um, and we were about 10 minutes out from where our C-130 had pinpointed the exact location of where this beacon was when we lost contact with the beacon. So the day we flew in was bluebird, sunny, perfect weather. And the next morning when we woke up planning to move, we were completely socked in. It was like being on the inside of a ping pong ball. You couldn't see anything, like you couldn't see 15 feet in front of you. So we did what any good mountaineer would do in that situation, and we burrowed back down in our sleeping bags and we went back to sleep. And we weren't gonna move that day because the weather was bad. And so when we woke up, we made hot chocolate and we were writing in our journals and just kind of enjoying ourselves in the tent. And all of a sudden, I just, I felt like there was a plane circling around above us. Like I'd hear this plane, and then I wouldn't hear the plane, and then all of a sudden I'd hear the plane again, and it just kept coming back, and I turned to my friend and I was like, do you hear a plane? She said, no. And then a second later I heard it again, and all of a sudden this like horror light bulb went off over my head, and I jumped out of my sleeping bag and got out of the tent and shook all the snow off my duffel, and I pulled out the beacon, and sure enough, it was on, ping. Ping, signaling to the world that we were dying. <laughs> and this sense of dread and horror came over me because 
I kind of knew what was happening because I had spent the last few summers volunteering for the Park Service in Denali National Park and we'd had a couple of plane crashes and some climber rescues and so I knew that when a beacon went off high on a glacier in the mountains that it was probably going to be the Air National Guard that was, that was going to come in and I thought, oh my lord, but I actually thought something more profane than that. And I thought, this is the biggest screw-up I have ever committed in my entire life. And it was like a nightmare, but the worst part hadn't happened yet because they were still coming, and I knew they were coming. And at that moment, like, I just wanted my femur to be broken or, like, be decapitated or something that would merit what was happening. And so I thought, how can I get out of this really horrible situation? I thought, you know, if I turn this beacon off, they'll never be able to find me. It's, we're completely sucked in. I just turned it off. So the weather, we were looking for a reason to go home, right? So the beacon turns off. Our C-130 hung out for a little bit longer. We're fighting our way up the Harvard Glacier. This was our reason to go home. Okay, fine, beacons go off. You know, maybe we'd regroup, maybe the weather would clear up, like it just wasn't gonna happen this time. So, we go home. So the plane started to disappear and it was like the sweetest sound I had ever heard in my life as it got farther and farther away. And I thought, oh, thank God, no one's ever gonna know it was us. But it turns out that Alaska is a small state. And in fact, the first person that I called when I got off the mountain answered the phone and went, dude, did you set off that beacon on Marcus Baker? <laughs> and in fact, everyone I knew knew that it was us. So week ahead, forward a week, I'm passing through Talkeetna with a friend of mine. We're checking out the local sites. I stopped by the local ranger station. Um, I had some friends getting ready to go climb Denali with the Park Service doing a rescue patrol up at high altitude. Uh, so I stopped by the ranger station. I, of course, put rocks in their stuff because that's what friends do to friends going to climb Denali. Um, and the rangers tell me, well, they're down at the roadhouse uh, getting breakfast. You should go down and see them. So I walk down, and I walk in, and there's my two buddies, and they're like, hey, what's going on, Bear? How you doing? We're getting ready to fly on in like an hour. Hey, this is Josie Garden. She's the one that set off the beacon. So my, I say, hey, how you doing? I'm just glad you're all right. And she says, nice to meet you. Um, and, you know, that was it. That was the parting. And so I then leave. So um, a couple of months later, we, uh, we met each other again at the ice climbing festival on the Matanuska Glacier. And this time I made eye contact with him. And I was like, oh. It's pretty easy on the eyes. <laughs> and I said, she's aight. <laughs> so fast forward 17 years, this Sunday, actually, um, three kids later, and here we are. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sometimes... Unintended consequences can work in your favor, and what I thought was the biggest screw-up of my life turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. 